Welcome to Tapping Into What Matters, a CBR podcast where we sit down and chat with people like Jim Walker. Jim, what matters to you? Time. As the co-founder and executive director of Big Car Collaborative, Jim Walker believes in making the most of your time. He doesn't measure it by efficiency. He measures it by the value of what you've learned from how you spent it. Jim, what do you mean by time? Well, the essence of being alive is that you have this time here on Earth to do things and to be nice to people and to accomplish things you want to accomplish. And so time is really what I see life being all about. I love that this is what you wanted to talk about today. I I think that time is one of those things. It's it's this construct that we've all agreed to as people, right? There's 24 hours in a day. There's 365 days in a year. And sometimes it can be really stressful and sometimes it can be really liberating. Yeah. How do you see time at, at this point in your life and maybe in perspective of how you used to frame time? Well, I think it's really important to use your time well because you never know what is going to happen to you in the next few minutes. There's the reason for making good use of time and mm-hmm. that the good use doesn't always have to be efficient use and mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be productive. So sometimes I think I get a little bit too caught up in that and wanting to be efficient and productive all the time mm-hmm. and like not doing stupid things. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot of things about doing stupid things that are also refreshing and can make it, make the efficient and productive things more efficient and productive because if you're all the time trying to do everything very efficiently and very in a very productive way you can get really tired of that and you might just stop all of a sudden doing what you were doing before because you just worked and worked and worked so mm-hmm. i like the idea of of doing a lot and making the best use of time but sometimes the best use of it is stuff that's kind of pointless Um, But I don't spend a lot of time doing things that I think are really super stupid. Like I think I need to learn something from pretty much anything that I'm doing Mm -hmm. um, and have it inform other things. So I like to, it's not the same as multitasking. It's really about any experience you have or anything that you're doing can inform a lot of other things and can come back into play and be beneficial later. Mm-hmm. So even if you're watching sort of a, not a really brilliant movie or TV show or reading a book or something like that or an article, that may not be super educational, but it's, I still like to choose things that can inform other stuff I'm doing so that there's some point to it. Depending on how you absorb something, it can be influential in a way. Right. So even yeah. if it is, sometimes you'll sit down and watch an episode of like Parks and Rec because it's like comfortable. Yeah. Right. But you might get something from it. And so then professionally, when you take that into your work, especially with like big car, can you talk a little bit about what you do and maybe how your use of time can inform that? Yeah. I mean, our organization does a lot of different things. And so it has to have some structures to kind of help us stay on we have deadlines and we have things we want to accomplish by certain dates. We have a lot of events. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of work in the community uh, with uh, people who we care about and we want to make sure that we're delivering on the things that we promise. Mm -hmm. Um, So our work is built around art and culture. A lot of times it's also built around community supporting communities, uh, especially in our home base, which is down in Garfield park, South of downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
that means that we need to do the most we can with the time we have available. And we also want to make sure that the people who are doing this work, a lot of them are artists and neighbors, and some of them are volunteers, that we're really making good use of, of everybody's time and um, being thoughtful about that. So we're not asking people to do things that are things that are pointless. Um, I like to think about how school was for me. I'd still teach. I teach in the University of Indianapolis social practice um, and placemaking program. I don't, I always tell students in, in my classes that I've taught a, a, over the years um, since I got out of college that I don't want to do any busy work and I don't want to waste, pe- I don't want it to be stuff that people have to do that they just put time in without it actually having some kind of output for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, um, and work is the same way. The way that we look at our work is the things we do all need to be things with outputs that are, that have some kind of positive impact. Mm-hmm. So it's not like putting in hours because you're supposed to work um, right. eight hours or whatever, or 40 hours a week or whatever. It's really about putting the time into the project and the tasks to that accomplish what you want to accomplish. When did you first kind of come to that realization that you want to be productive with your time, but there's productivity in, in the absence of production in a way, like where do you feel like this kind of came from that you've become a steward of time or something like that? Well, one of the things I really love is baseball. So baseball is a sport that has a no time clock and Mm -hmm. you can play games that last you know, nine, they're nine innings, but the game might last. Some games have lasted like a whole days, mm-hmm. and that's because the winner, the the score is still tied. In basketball, um, it's going to have overtime, and they'll let you play a little while longer. But you know, and in, in games and stuff like soccer, they're going to have a shootout at the end or hockey. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's get this over with. You know, football, mm-hmm. it's sudden death overtime. It's got to be over. Mm-hmm. Baseball is a game that I love and I think it's a good metaphor for life and it and it's really a lot more like like life because there isn't that clock that and things that you there is a clock in life all the time right but it's not how it works so you say all right I need to have this done in an hour but what if all this stuff happens and you don't get it done in an hour it's mm-hmm. time is a a construct that we've created yep. that we in terms of hours and minutes mm-hmm. and the structure of it but it's a real thing because it's what you have available to you, which is, you know, sunset to sundown, your amount of time that you're alive, mm-hmm. like your amount of time when you're a kid, when you're not. Yeah. The amount of time you can stay awake. Right. Yeah. Like what can you take? How long can you keep on walking? How long can you keep on reading? All the different things you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's all real. But minutes and numbers and the way that we kind of frame it, that has been made for us to just kind of help uh, manage and track it. Mm -hmm. But in real life, it's a lot more like baseball where the game is going to be over when it's over, Mm -hmm. not at this particular time. It can start at a particular time. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with everybody's life. It starts this day you're born, but the rest of it, you don't know. And it's all got to work out. And it's also a lot like baseball where you don't have – you might be the pitcher or you might be the best player on the team. It doesn't matter. You can't control what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is out there. And if you're the shortstop and you throw it to first, if the first baseman drops it, that's there's nothing you can do about that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you make a perfect throw or not. If they're mess, they mess up, they mess up. Yeah. And that's really 
the same way that it all works with life. The game starts at seven, but goes on until three in the morning or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, can I ask who's your baseball team? I don't really have, I like a lot of different teams. I like particular players. Okay. But I do keep up with um, the same teams that I liked when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And that was the Cubs and the Reds because I'm from here. Yeah. And those were the teams that I could, that were on TV and I could go see Mm -hmm. in in person. I love baseball. A lot of people think it's boring because it takes time. Sure. And there's patience involved. And what do you say to that? Do you ever have to sell anybody on that idea of patience or... Or the action that's happening when they feel like there's the absence of it? I mean, it's the same thing with reading and a lot of other things in life that are important. It's it's getting harder and harder, and I can see what's going on with baseball. Mm-hmm. That, But I, you know, when I go to games, sometimes I'll take a book with me to the game. and Because mm-hmm. I do acknowledge the fact that it is boring. <laughs> and I fall asleep when I watch it on TV a lot. So mm-hmm. it's really soothing. I used to actually... Back in the days of, of VCRs and VHS tapes, record games, mm-hmm. and I used to have trouble sleeping. So then I would just play them on the TV, and just you know, I'd get, I'd put it on super long play or whatever. So yeah. it would be like a six-hour, <laughs> three Cubs games or two Cubs uh-huh. games, and then I just put put that in, and it would play. Yeah, and then I'd fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Boring is a good thing because mm-hmm. it's also calming and it's just relaxing. You've shared a little bit with of, with us before about kind of some of the ways you spend your time um, outside of work. You know how do you how do you spend your time personally, or how does how does the way you choose to spend your time factor into the hobbies or other projects you work on? I mean, I never. It's kind of sad, but I never <laughs> ever stop working. Mm-hmm. So it, traveling. Um, reading, watching things, like all of that is sort of research Mm -hmm. um, for things that we're doing. Uh, One thing we're doing right now is getting rolling on uh, adaptive reuse of a big old factory building. So we took a trip uh, to Europe and got to visit a lot of these places that were uh, where they reused uh, train stations or Mm -hmm. other industrial buildings. So you just look at how that, how they're doing that. And then you can kind of gather these ideas and merge them with things you're already thinking about. Mm -hmm. And so, and, you know, and while one of the things I like to do is walking, going on walks. And Uh um, so that's also an opportunity to just have a conversation. So I'll go on a walk with my wife, Shate, or with our kids and we can talk because you're, you're not distracted by some kind of a media or whatever, because you have to pay attention or you're going to fall. Yeah, it's better to not walk in text. But right. Some people fight that. I don't understand. I love the idea of leaving my phone at home if I go for a walk or something. Yeah. 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 So that, and, and I also like take, taking pictures with my phone, phone cameras or I have a newer phone that has mm-hmm. like the three lenses. Or oh, I got one of those. So you can take really nice. So I also like to take walks and take pictures. Okay. And, yeah. You know, one of the things I worked as was a photographer in the past. Okay. So you can also just make an, a photographic adventure of going on a walk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can do one thing at a time or you can make whatever you're doing multiple things. Right. But working is also something that doesn't really count to me. Uh, you know, a lot of the work that we that we do or that I do on my own is what I l- like to do mm-hmm. just as much as anything else. I have to ask you about the radio station. Yeah. 
you DJ there on big cars. It's big. It's a big car station. It mostly in Garfield Park, correct? No. It, well, it the reach is pretty much the whole city because it's flat. So it's a low power FM station. Mm-hmm. The tower we broadcast in it. We have a studio down in Garfield Park, but mm-hmm. it gets sent through the internet um, to rural in Washington, and that's oh. where our tower is, and it's pointed uh, kind of southwest. So sort of the strongest zone is all of center township, Mm -hmm. but also I can pick it up coming back from Bloomington right at the Johnson, the South Johnson County line. Oh, okay. So it'll cover all of Johnson County depending Mm -hmm. on what's going on with the weather and it'll go all the way to the airport and Mm -hmm. it goes all the way up faintly to Zionsville. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty big reach. And it, so we, somebody contacted us from a nonprofit based out of Philadelphia called Prometheus. And Mm -hmm. they said, you look like you would be a good candidate for one of these low-power FM licenses they're releasing. Mm-hmm. This all started back in like 2013 or 14 or something. Mm-hmm. And then through all this stuff, then we ended up with a real FCC license. So we have a real radio station that could be boosted and could be just something like what a Q95 or something. Yeah. Or just gets broadcasted further just, out. Yeah. But right now we just have a, an LP mm-hmm. license. When we first got it going, we were like, what are we going to do with all these hours? Yeah. So I've been really enjoying old country music and like 70s is my favorite. The 70s are kind of my favorite. For country or just in general? Just I like that that decade in uh-huh. general. Okay. But country who, music. Who? Oh, Give me some names. So in the 70s, you'd, mm-hmm. ha- you'd have like all your people like Waylon Jennings uh-huh. and Dolly Parton yeah. and Merle Haggard and all yeah. that stuff. Uh-huh. So um you know, and George Jones and Tammy Wynette and all that. So that was, they, a lot of them started in the fifties or sixties, but then the seventies was kind of the heyday and then okay. kind of the eighties was, there's some interesting eighties country music, but then it sort of started killing itself in the nineties and it turned into <laughs> what it is today, which is very different. Right, right, right. Just different. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to make any judgments about it. No. But I don't listen to it. That's okay. Um, but but that, you get to choose what you play. Right. Right. So what happened is we had all these hours. And so we decided to just overnight have it be old country. Mm-hmm. So then I would spend time picking that out and putting it, putting it in. And then people didn't know what well, – this was when we were kind of beta testing the station. They loved it and go, you got all these responses and requests. And mm-hmm. so – that became kind of what the station is overnight. During okay. the day, it has different shows and different kinds of music and, mm-hmm. you know, jazz and experimental and all kinds of yeah. people, individual people shows. Are the DJs like volunteers or the yeah. show runners volunteers? Yeah, they are. So they get to make a show. Uh-huh. They come on there. They can DJ live. They can apply uh, and say, here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are younger people and some of them are people who... who have been um, doing shows, you know, did shows in the past on radio Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're experts in jazz or something like that. Yeah. So all that is on there. But then no one wants to be DJing at two in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. So then we just, that's when the country stuff is. All right. So that's just Jim's mix. Right. And it's like a bunch of songs. At this point, it's probably 2,500 or more country songs that I kind of just found through time and brought into that mix. Oh, cool. And then I do a, a an hour or two every week where I kind of thematically pull that together and then okay. and that airs. Nice. 
There are a couple other country shows too. I don't know why. I guess I just don't peg central Indiana as a country, but maybe that's just because I, I just don't know any better. But I think that's, yeah. I like that you're like making your. I mean, there's a lot of people that came from rural Indiana and yeah. now they're here. So I grew up in uh, Kokomo and Warsaw and mm-hmm. there were a lot of country bands. Like there was yeah. a country band across the street from our house. The guy just, they'd be playing in their garage and, you know, that, yeah. that was a thing there. And there were a couple of, like there was a line dancing bar there and other country oriented yeah. bars in Warsaw. Yeah. I mean, that, that I get that. And especially that. That 70s and earlier kind of country, I mean, where it kind of boomed too is very like, I mean, it's timeless really. It's yeah, like all American. the rhinestone cowboy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there were lots of movies and Smokey and the Bandit and yeah. all that. Yeah. All the Burt Reynolds. And, no, I mean, yeah. and Jolene should just be shot out into space 24 yeah. hours a day yeah, right. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, so shifting a little bit from your radio and your music, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like either even through big car, personally, professionally, everything, you're using your time and your creativity to kind of foster these communities, build up neighborhoods, and really kind of form this group mind. I mean, I see big car projects everywhere, you know, and even if someone doesn't know what that is, mm-hmm. it feels this nice connectivity throughout everything. Can you talk a little bit about about that, about the mission or about like why you've chosen to spend your time this way? Yeah, I think, well, if, I think if, when you're able to do something that, and you, and you, or you really love something, you should share it. It's just like what we were talking about with baseball. So if you really love baseball and you're talking to somebody about it, you could, and you think it's, um, and you believe in it, mm-hmm. you want to tell people about it, mm-hmm. but you also want to share it. So if you really believe in and, and you know that art has and creativity um, in all kinds of ways has made the, that has made your life so much better. Mm-hmm. Then it's very important to share that with other people and engage them in the participation of that kind of stuff. Totally. So if if it and to also not exclude people from it because you want to save it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of what we're really doing is really. Um, sharing that mm-hmm. and doing it in a way that's open to people participating in it so that they can, it's just like if you're going to the people who are all baseball, people who are baseball fans probably at some point like played catch or played baseball, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they've touched a baseball right. and a bat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important when it comes to creativity too. If somebody's going to appreciate writing, they're going to appreciate uh, art, visual art, Mm-hmm. It helps them, or theater. Mm-hmm. It helps that they've done something like that before, yeah. and it might be not only the one, but mm-hmm. it might be something in there where they felt like they had an idea, or they had an opportunity to do something, and that plugged into, you know, and then they saw it happen. Mm-hmm. So this art is really the and creativity are really the magic of when you want something to happen, mm-hmm. and somehow it happened, mm-hmm. and there it went. And that's what, you know, you have this idea and there it is mm-hmm. and it's done and it happened. And that can work that way with, for us, with events and projects too, where it's like, you know, we're sitting at a table talking to somebody or we're just talking with each other and we're like, we should, what about this? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, six months later, 10 years later, whatever, there it is. Mm-hmm. And it went from that moment of kind of a concept or just an idea 
to to happening. So many people say they're not creative, which oh, yeah. I just don't. Like I think everyone is. You know, right. everyone's got their thing. But I think something that really helps is when they're exposed to, you know, oh, you know, I know this person who works here, but they do art and they're having a show and they're, oh, it's, you know, maybe it's a big car thing. Maybe it's a fringe thing. Who knows what it is, but they're doing this thing. And I know someone who's doing that. So maybe I can do that. Or maybe my idea isn't as crazy because this is a more tangible thing. Yeah, You know, I think that's a really cool thing. I think that's what's really awesome about the work you've been doing. Yeah, thank yeah, you. We, yeah. we, you know, we. That's what we want to do is just treat people the way we'd want to be treated and give people the opportunities that we'd like to have. Ultimately, valuing your time is something that someone has to realize or decide how they want to value their time. You, you know, as you get older, you see, you can look back at how time works and how mm-hmm. fast things go. You know, so we have we have a daughter who started college this last week. So when <laughs> when that happens. Um, and you just see, you know, that your own children growing up um, and you think about where that, where did all that time go? Mm-hmm. Um, because they're now, like, I also have a 16-year-old son who just wears the same, wears my clothes. Mm-hmm. So he's the same size as me. He's growing. He's 16. Right. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, you just start to realize how precious life is and how fleeting it is. Mm-hmm. But I think as I get older, I think I appreciate it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to look back all the time. So I think it's really important to, mm-hmm. at any stage in your life, to be looking ahead and to be thinking about the future and not just be thinking about your future, but thinking about the future for everyone that you, yeah. that you, that you are on earth with. Yeah. It's it, when time's moving so fast, it's, it's that weird tango between being caught looking back and worrying about looking forward or, right. or looking forward, looking both ways. And then right there, you're kind of missing the present, you know, Facebook memories are a weird thing. Those come <laughs> yeah. up every day and, uh, and it just shows you what happened 10 years ago or whatever. And like, and you're like, I can't believe I was on Facebook for 10 years already. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and I do look back at the, like the really old ones and the real, I was taking pictures of, I, I still like to do it, but I was taking pictures of these boring, super boring things, um, like fluorescent lights in the mall or something. Mm-hmm. And those are the memories that come up. And it's like, yeah. so that's what I was. Um, that's what I was preoccupied with <laughs> right. 10 years ago. Right. But then then in the middle there are, kid, yeah. are our kids. Oh, that's, <laughs> Somewhere amid all the fluorescent <laughs> lights, our kids happen. I do a whole show. I have a million pictures of um, very, and I actually once did an exhibit of, these boring pictures because a guy um, saw, liked them a lot mm-hmm. and he had said, can we do a show of these? And I was like, sure, but I never thought anybody would want that. Well, I think the ultimate art project would be a podcast about your boring pictures. Yeah, we can't <laughs> even see them. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, uh, I kind of, this is kind of like the biggest, I think, question and we touched on it at the beginning, but ultimately, why does time matter? Well, I think it's the most valuable thing you have, you know. So there's a there's a Tom Waits song called Time and it's you know, he says it's time, time, time that you love. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you want to be careful, I think loving time more than people. Mm-hmm. But what is it that you have to give people? Mm-hmm. It's it's time and attention. And if you don't have time for people who you love or for people in general, mm-hmm. 
then you're not living right. And it's hard to have time for everything and for everybody. And it's a real challenge. Um, but I think it's, there's just this very precious commodity. It makes me feel better to be thoughtful about it Mm -hmm. and conscious of its value. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us some of your precious time. It means a lot. Glad to do it. Thanks for having me. I'm Meg McLean, and that was Tapping Into What Matters with Jim Walker. To hear Jim's radio hour, tune in to 99.1 FM WQRT. And to find out what's going on next for Big Car Collaborative, visit bigcar.org. This podcast is a CVR production located at the corner of New York and College. If you would like to know more about CVR or are interested in joining us on this podcast to discuss what matters to you, visit CVRIndy.com or connect with us on social under the handle CVRIndy. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Tapping Into What Matters.